Hello, Robin. Hello, Trev. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to long-awaited, much-anticipated episode of WN Movie Talk Podcast. Podcast. Formerly known as We Need to Talk About Movies. Yes, we do. I'm Trev. This is my brother, Rob. Oh, yeah. We're two idiots with absolutely no qualifications in film review or... <laughs> But we like talking about films. It's a good excuse to meet up and watch some films and talk about films. It, yes, Rob? it is. Yes, it is. And it's been ages because we basically just ages. switched off all summer, which, you know, is fair enough because who wants to be sat at home watching movies when the weather is, you know, as good as it was? Well, I didn't even enjoy the weather. We was basically working and moving house. We bought a new house. So. Hey! Yeah, we've m bought a house, a house. It's the first house we've ever bought. So, ah, Congratulations, congratulations. Yeah, on the market. I, I, I made it sound like I didn't know that then, but I did. But now we're ready Obviously. to catch up on some films coming into the winter. It's exactly. Time, it? it's the nights are going to draw in and uh, what better things to do than sit in front of a fire or an electric phone <laughs> something depends what you can afford yeah. to use to heat your house these days yeah, you can't, yeah. oh, we've got political. candles <laughs> we've got candles candles yeah good <laughs> so tonight we are going to talk about uh ready player one 2018 mm. science fiction movie directed by steven spielberg and based on the book by ernst klein uh, you read the book robin no i have not actually have you yeah, I have, yeah. Ah, after, after, good, good. after I watched the film, because I, I really enjoyed the film when we first watched it, took mm -hmm. the kids, yeah, the yeah. boys, you know, it's it's perfect lads film, isn't it, you know? It, yep, absolutely, yep. Me and my two sons, nerding out. I had to show them The Shining before we went to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> my seven-year-old son had to watch The Shining before we went. So. Well, I, can I just get this out of the way now whilst we're talking about The Shining and that, though, because I have... I, I had the pleasure of my, my grandson's company yesterday, so coming up to two, and uh, we were watching one of his favourite episodes of um, Cars on the Road, which was the Pixar Cars movie, but they made some short videos on Disney of it. Mm -hmm. And it was a haunted house one where Lightning McQueen basically experiences The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's bizarre, isn't it? And it was like bizarre. the two ghost cars, or the little girls. The two and, twins. I um, think if we watched. I think we watched. <laughs> it's antifreeze instead of blood coming out of the elevator. Oh, it was like strange. what the hell? <laughs> yeah, the kids are just. It's over so, their heads. Well, surely. it was a bit, which is why I then showed Colby <laughs> The Shining. <laughs> no of course i didn't but my you know but again yeah it's like really the shining are, are we yeah. what are we doing here i know the uh, book disney of ready player one <laughs> the book of ready player one i don't think the shining is in it okay right uh i think that's just bit in the film a lot of the film it's more pop culture, more mainstream pop culture and a lot of the book is real nerdy stuff after i'd read it i sent sent it to robert yeah, brother yeah. Rob, because it was a lot more about all those old so computer what, programming. I was going to say what you said about nerds. <laughs> no, I read no. it as nerdy, so I said it to Rob because he was into all that computer programming and stuff. Yeah, 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 it? absolutely. It's yeah. Very, you know, very much more like that. That detail at the end of this, where they're playing the adventure game. Yeah, you know, and it's all about the Easter egg. It's more of that, but from older games and old, you mm. know, more sort of obscure references in the book. Yeah. But I mean, they went for it in this film, didn't they? But we'll get on to Jesus that later anyway. Jesus, didn't they? 
Because at this time of the broadcast, Robin, I like to ask you: Have you watched anything recently? Any films? Well, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because we've literally switched off for so long that yeah, I've watched loads. But I mean, my God, where 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 do you start with it? The latest I watched, you know, I, I still I'm still doing that classic thing where I find um charity shops and I pick up a a Blu-ray disc for a pound, and I I, I went into um one outside of tesco's there was one just beside of tesco's and um and outside was just a box and it was just stacked with blu-rays and i so i bought the dark tower was one of them i bought oh yeah and it hadn't even been opened it was still in the wrapper did you watch it yeah 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 i I had seen it before it's a stephen king story isn't it yeah i had seen it before um it's all right it's fine that's all right is that idris tennis elbow in that yeah it is yeah I tell you, I, w- I went to the cinema last night, actually. Yeah, go on. To watch Smile. Me and Donna had a date night. Nice. It's a new horror film, because I was just talking about watching horror films in the cinema, and I said, oh, a really good one was uh, A Quiet Place in the cinema. That was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah. They ripped it apart when we watched it at home on DVD, though. Yeah. But in the cinema, it was great. Most sort of on the edge of your seat film i've watched anyway this smile's got good reviews so we went to watch that and i don't know if it's me robin but i just horror films just they don't do it for me unless they get in your head mm. it's just stupid if it's all about the jumps and it's oh, predictable yeah and it's got music that builds up and builds up and then smash cut to silence you know all the time once or twice that's effective but when it's every single scene yeah oh, it's too much i just didn't yeah i didn't enjoy it at all I, I'm not a massive fan of horror movies. I mean, um, I too much gore, and I, I, it doesn't do anything for me. I just think it's unnecessary. Um, too much of the, like you said, the sort of jump scare stuff, and I'm just like, oh Jesus Christ! I don't want to be just like constantly going. Oh, here comes another one. Wait for it. Oh, there's another one. Oh, wait yeah, for it. Yeah, but it does. Just, <laughs> it doesn't just, scare you. It's just but like, no, it doesn't. Does it? But people, they're just trying all well, the time. The people around the cinema are sniggering every time they cut to like a shot of someone all mutilated and that. Everyone just giggled. <laughs> so it didn't have the desired effect. No, I honestly can't think of apart from Jaws 3D, which was terrifying. Because the shark was so realistic, <laughs> I don't, I don't think I can think of. Um, Silence of the Lambs, I think, was probably the best film I've seen in the cinema yeah. for tension at the end Edgy. when he yeah. when goes into the, the pre- night vision, night vision glo- goggle. It's just like yeah, Jesus Christ, that was great. That's the sort of horror film I like, where it makes you think rather than yeah. depending on all these stupid horror tropes that don't work after you've seen them a million times. And I mean, the, the film was set out, you could set your watch by it, you know? Did it start off with like no five one believes or six? Her. This is where no one believes her. Yeah, and there's about five or six friends that you know are going to gradually just get picked off. Was it one of those? Uh, it wasn't one of those, no. It's sort of more like The Ring. And I'll tell you what it did remind me of, a film called It Follows, which I really, really enjoyed. Like, you know, all it is in that film, there's no monster as such it's a presence that just takes over people and tries to kill this girl but every time it takes over someone they just sort of walk towards her in the background like a zombie and it's just really tense and this smile tries to do the same thing with people smiling and it just doesn't work it's just (laughs) not as good but a film i did watch at the cinema back along um go on 
the last film I watched in the cinema was that was Elvis. Oh. I thought that was absolutely oh, brilliant. Oh, oh. Baz Luhrmann. I saw that too. I saw that too. Did you? Did you enjoy it? I, I did, yeah. It it reminded I was watching it and I was thinking, this reminds me of something else. It reminded me of um Moulin Rouge a little bit in that opening yeah, sequence. It's and it's same, the same guy, isn't it? And and that yeah, was why. Baz and Luhrmann, I was like, Yeah. yeah. Um uh, afterwards I realised that. But yeah, I thought it was great. It was interesting. I had no idea about the Tom Hanks guy. In real life, oh Colonel Parker, yeah, I had no, I had no idea any of that was a, a was a thing. I yeah. didn't even know he existed. Yeah. You know, it was like um, horrible, wasn't it? And yeah, it he kinda, was a performing chicken. Is what? Th- he was a performing chicken. Is what uh, yeah, he was, wasn't he? <laughs> but it was the fact yeah. that obviously he kept him in on American soil because clearly he couldn't go with him anywhere because it would yeah. have, you know, the alarm bells would have rang and he'd have been in trouble for being an illegal immigrant, all that stuff, wasn't it? It was like. Ah, oh, there you go. Poor Elvis, mm. eh? God. But yeah, just how many... I mean, when you look at the actual facts, he'd done like 500 shows at Vegas in like four years. He was doing two shows a day, seven days a week. Mental. You imagine... He's always pumping him full of these drugs. Yeah, you imagine a guy just to keep like... Him awake. Drugs to keep him awake, drugs to make him sleep. Yeah. I mean, you imagine no a guy like um, Elvis these days being treated like that. It wouldn't just wouldn't happen, would it? Or would it? I mean, you don't know Michael Jackson. Yeah, I, I mean, Mike, well, right, uh, I mean, he did beach, he push the, himself. The Michael Beach Jackson. Boys. Yeah, no, they've all got like their um, private doctors. Yeah, keeping them in check. The Beach Boys bloke. You know, there's a good film. Um, I don't mean about the the suicide, oh, ele- the overdose element to it, because that's perfect. I mean, not perfectly normal, but that's kind of run of the mill, isn't it, for these guys? Yeah, and girls. The manager but, keeping them that tight. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But just being, you know, but, two yeah, shows good. a day and all of that stuff. I mean, mental. But we better crack on. What I put out to the listeners over on the Facebook page, WN Movie Talk Podcast at Facebook. Hello. I asked them back along. I said. Yes. Um, Where have you all gone? Yeah. <laughs> Are you still there? No, I just asked them to ask us any film-related questions. Oh. And I'm, I might pin this post, actually, so... If anyone wants to go over on Facebook and ask us any questions about anything to do with films, go and have a look at this post. Drop a question underneath. We've got a few. So, Karen, Kieran Kinsella says, What are your thoughts on streaming services, Disney Plus in particular, releasing new films so soon, so soon after the film's theatrical release in cinemas? Well, some of them aren't even releasing them at cinemas now, are they? No, no. Um, and some of them are like side by side releases, aren't they? And it is literally weeks. Well, got, gone are the days where it used to be the whole kind of six months from cinema release to DVD, and at least six months, yeah. wasn't it? And I guess I would imagine it's damaged cinemas more than. Oh, definitely. Some some independent cinema tr- chains are going under, aren't they? Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, what well, we've first of all COVID anyway, and then just cost of living crisis that we are now joyously enveloped in <laughs> yeah no, I, I think mean... it's a shame because you watch a film i mean that smile um is on the paramount channel already that we watched last night the paramount channel i noticed that somewhere being pushed quite a bit there's mm. quite a few things that were being pushed on there have you got that have you seen that have you no i haven't got it i no. mean this is the thing isn't it you know they sort of spread themselves so thin in the end don't they i mean i've had now tv for the past six months and i I don't know what I've watched. I had one, possibly two films on there. 
Yeah, it's been pointless having it, actually. You know, it's like, why am I paying for this? There needs to be somewhere where they consolidate all these things. So you can pay and sort of swap and change. You pay a provider so you can just say, oh, this month I want to move to that and catch up on it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, rather than paying for all of them, it's just, I think it's annoying. Yeah. And I think another thing about it is, possibly because it's digital prints now, like Mm. when you used to release films, they used to have to make physical prints of these films yep. to send out yep. to cinemas yep. so that's why it would take so long yep. to get from america to england because they'd use the same prints and then it would be after that that they'd turn it into video you know so there was that process but now it's instant they can release it at the cinemas yeah digitally so it's just done online yeah you know I, i'm a big advocate of supporting your local cinemas um but there hasn't been any films that I've wanted to watch. Yeah, well, that's and the next like, thing, isn't Mar- it? It's all Marvel ones. Oh, and like, I haven't no. wanted to watch that any of that anymore. No. Um, and then you know that they're going to be on the cinema and then on Disney Plus in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, we watched the Doctor Strange one at the cinema, and that was about as much of Marvel as I could take. They've diluted them all so badly into just bumbling idiots i mean dr strange in that film was just like a muppet yeah it's like what's the matter with the guy yeah i just can't cope i'm not watching no, it's the same with the four love and thunder i was looking forward yeah. to see that but i've had so many bad yeah. reviews i haven't even bothered. no i can't bring myself to watch it but um <laughs> nathan kent hello nathan his question sort of leads on to this it's his best movie of the last decade in any honorable mentions everything is a sequel or a remake mm. And it is. Everything is a sequel or a remake or a supermarket or a prequel superhero film or a prequel or um or a biopic, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of original <laughs> films out there. No, there's not they, no one is taking any risks. I, I did Especially as far as cinema releases go. Yeah. No, you're right. Um but I, I wouldn't know, Nathan, what my favourite film of the last decade is, to be honest. Of the last decade. Jesus. So many to think of. I can't think. The decade's quite a long time. Christ. I'd have to Google just to see what films there were. And if you type in best films of last 10 years, you can guarantee that none of the films that come up are going to be my favourites. <laughs> uh, there's another Nathan Kent, actually. I've just read another post of his down the bottom, another question. He says, as so, what I just said about biopics, as biopics are getting more popular and bigger, which musician or celebrity do you think needs to have one? Oh, Prince. Prince, yeah. I, I thought Prince. Uh, and and the Michael Jackson one would be interesting, depending on who, which which angle they came from with it. To be fair, yeah. whether they went down the controversial route or whether they... They'd probably just go for the mainstream, like they did with the Freddie Mercury. They miss out all the meat yeah, and uh, go straight for the pop, didn't they? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, they did a bit, yeah. And I think they, I think that's what would happen with my, Michael Jackson. I just think he's too... His, it's too controversial for anyone to make that feel. Yeah. I think, to be honest. Yeah. And Dean Harvey says, guys, if you had a chance to have appeared in any movie, which one would it be and why? Oh, oh Star Wars. Debbie does Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to be Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> no, Star Wars, yeah, it would have been good to be in a Star Wars film. I, I, Even now, it'd be good. Have you been watching Andor? No, I don't, no. <laughs> I watched the first two... It's, I remember when Star Wars used to be quick paced and fun. Yeah, and had now it's and so had, slow and fucking dreary. And had it's Jedi like, Knights and lightsabers in it. 
Oh, I mean, it does. There looks like some good spaceship scenes in that in yeah. this, but I can't. No. Wait, you know, I can't no. sit through it to get there. Again, I'm bored. You know, again, like Marvel. I think it's Disney. I think Disney have. I think Disney are killing Marvel and Star Wars faster than you can say. Please don't kill <laughs> Star Wars and Marvel. <laughs> Basically, you know. Anyway, Star Wars. Um, but we're, we're about half an hour in, Robin. I think we should move along, don't you? I d- yeah, but have we? I mean, did we come up with any decent films for the for the decade? I don't know. I've, there's so many. I'm, just, I'm still spinning through. La La Land was good. I liked La La Land. Uh, I liked me. Whiplash. I haven't watched La La Land. Whiplash. Whiplash is the same director. Whiplash was great. Whiplash was a great film. Yeah, I'd go with that. Whiplash. Was one of the films where I watched it and then watched it straight away again, like in within days. I was watching it again. Yep, that's always a good sign. Uh, Midsummer is another one I really, really liked. I've watched that two or three times. But saying that, Ready Player One, I wouldn't say it's the best film, but I've probably watched this about six times. Have you now? I think. Yeah, the kids want to watch it, and whenever they like, oh, should we watch that? We just watch it. It's yeah, yeah. And then watching it today, I was like, you said about it. I'd only just started watching it the other yeah. day. It's, there's so much going on. Yeah. That you're just, you're just happy to kind of like, you watch it because there's always something new to spot. There's always something exciting going on in the background, which is kind of basically what it is. It's just a giant Easter egg, isn't it, really, when you think about it? It is, yeah. It is. With Easter eggs hidden within it. Did you know, do you know the term Easter egg? Do you know where it, it came from? I think there was an original computer guy was there not was he it's is that yeah, well this that was like the original easter egg where it's some it's hidden right but it actually comes from when they was making a film they had an easter egg hunt during the making of a film because it was easter day yeah and not all the eggs got found oh but when you watch the film back you can still see eggs here there and everywhere dotted around the film and that film was rocky horror picture show what? and that's where the term easter egg comes from yeah that's awesome. Because there's Easter eggs hidden in the film. I love yeah. I love a Rocky Horror Picture Show. I've got to go looking for Easter eggs in it now. Yeah, watch it again. That's, a, that's, a, that's another excuse to watch it. Yeah, brilliant. Love it. Yeah, so I think someone did recommend doing it on here, one of our listeners before. So, yeah, maybe we should. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be more than happy with that. I think it's a great film. So this is Ready Player One, second Spielberg film me and you have talked about. The second fil- Spielberg film on our podcast in in all so after close encounters yeah yeah and the second film was simon peg we only done a film with simon peg it was the last film we done what was it and old peggy's in this as well what was it? the last one we did shawn of the dead oh god of course it was yeah so there you go but what a difference between close encounters though and ready player one in terms of spielberg and just the just the the style of the film yeah but he does he does move along with the times yeah he does he? yeah he you does know? yeah He's never been afraid to... And I think, you know, he's in his 70s, I think, when he made this. No. Nah. He's not a young man, but you wouldn't tell it was an old man directing this film, would you? No, no, you wouldn't. It's no. very fast-paced and it's fresh. A lot of camera movement. He actually said it was his third most difficult film to make. There was days where he didn't want to get out of bed to go and make it. <laughs> Yeah, it's I true. It, I mean, the 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 number of Easter eggs and the detail and the technical and the 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 um. I think that's it. The melding of the yeah, technical, the digital side to it. it, and so for someone who's kind of used to who wants to just direct a film, it must just be a pain in the ass. Films like this, but then he done Tintin. Yeah, he did. Yeah, like he did. Yeah, that's, that's all, true. 
And that was a good film, actually. I quite enjoyed yeah. Tintin. Yeah. And I watch that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this was his third most difficult film. Can you guess the first two? Mm. No. I'd say, I'd have said something like Schindler's List, where it was probably needed to be quite accurate. Yeah, no, that wasn't okay. one. But I think that was a difficult shoot for him. Yeah. I think that was something he'd done with, you know, from the yeah. heart, but it was hard yeah. work. I should think that takes a you toll know, on you, doesn't mentally. it? Mentally, yeah. But no, the first one, Jaws. Okay. Because it was filmed on the water. They, the shark never worked. Yeah. It went over by ages. Second one was Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, because that was, that was quite a chunky, meaty old film, wasn't it? Particularly that opening scene. But and This film took so long to make Ready Player One that do you know that once they'd done the filming and they started the post-production side of it, Spielberg read a book called The Post. He thought, oh, I like that book. So he had a screenplay adapted, filmed it, edited it, released it. <laughs> all before Ready Player One came out. He made a whole other film in, during the production of Ready Player One. How must it be for a director to be that detached from a film for that length of time when it's kind of going still in production? Well, I think he was just sort of like Skyping ILM for an hour a day talking about... Like, I'm you know, sure he was, but... Because it is heavily... There's something like... I think it's like 1,500 special effects shots in this film. Jeez, man. It's crazy. Yeah, madness. Absolutely bonkers. And it is an enjoyable film, though. And like you said, one for the kids... One for the boys. It that whole kind of you know, like with Noah, he was he loves it. There's so much for him to spot in this characters, players, yeah. different bits from games and stuff. It's like Minecraft yeah. and things yeah. like that. Hundred percent. Yeah. So I did ask you to start noting references in this film, and I I give up in the end because it's like oh, it's too much. Oh, it's, it's just <laughs> stacks of it. Yeah, there is. There's just absolute yeah. stacks of it. And I think the only way you can do it is by picking out a specific scene and just going through some of the stuff that you spotted in that scene because yeah all the way through there's just stuff everywhere and if you start looking into where these easter eggs are and i started looking at other uh, like posts on who where he, i was like i don't even know what that is no a lot of them I you don't. know a lot of the anime stuff um I, I tell you what i did think was quite good there's quite there's some there's some interesting songs in here some interesting soundtracks uh isn't it mm. you know there's some 80 songs in there van halen and stuff's in there isn't he with jump kicking it off and yeah that's quite cool that's quite some some good music in there i suppose we better for the uh listeners who don't know what ready player one is about tell them what it's about don't you think better tell them what it's about <laughs> it's basically it's it's willy wonka meets tron <laughs> <laughs> but here's a fact that i did hear that apparently because spielberg actually did want gene wilder to play um uh, what's he called? The guy. Oh, oh Halliday. Isn't yeah, it? he um, wanted Gene Wilder. So Spielberg wanted Gene Wilder to play Halliday. Really? Yeah. Yeah, apparently. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know when Gene Wilder <laughs> passed. When did he die? Yeah, I don't know. He must have died by before then, must have. I'd have thought so, but... I don't know. But Tom Cruise was an idea being bandied around, and Tom Hanks almost played Halliday, apparently. Mm. But I think Mark Rylance yeah. is good in it. Yeah, he, he, he reminds me of, um, yeah, what's he called from Wayne's World? Garth. <laughs> Garth, yeah, yeah, I definitely think You know, that. it's like, did he model himself on Garth there? It's like, fuck dear lady. <laughs> this is his third film in a row with Spielberg. Really? They've done the BFG, the Bridge of Spies, and Ready Player One. Yeah. He's in all three of those. Okay. 
And I'd never seen him before this, I don't think. I don't think I'd recognised him. I can't him. say. I've, I, no, I've I recognised him in Don't Look Up. Oh, yes, he's in that, yeah. Similar character, isn't it, in that? Yeah, similar sort, very similar sort of character, but with a bit more of a, uh, not greedy, but yeah, a bit more of a self-indulged. Yeah, he's a bit more like uh, the Sorrento character. Yes, yeah. <laughs> isn't yeah. he? And Ben Mendelsohn as well. I, sp- I hadn't seen him in anything until Rogue One, and then I went to... This came out after Rogue One, I think, didn't it? Because I remember watching this thinking, oh, it's him again. He does play a good cunt, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Is he English? Normally it's the English that play that character. <laughs> I don't I don't know. His name looks sort of... The way it's spelt, Mendelssohn with a H in the middle of it, like John. Yeah. So... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Go on then. Do you want to? So, do you want to kick off with the plot? Then you want to bang yeah, it out. Yeah. So bang basically, it out. it's set in the future in Ohio, but the whole world is basically everyone's in this VR world. The world has gone to shit. Fuel prices are extortionate. <laughs> Liz Truss. This is a prime minister. Boris Johnson's come back to power. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, one kid, Parsifal. I can't remember what his. Uh, Wade. Yeah, Wade. Wade. Yeah, Wade Watts, Parsifal, Ty yeah, Sheridan. So, so Wade Watts is like one lad nope. who's goes into the uh into this VR world which is called the Oasis. <laughs> the Oasis. Well done. <laughs> and it's created by um James Halliday. <sighs> and and his his mate uh or Ogden Morrow. Ogden Morrow. That's an interesting choice of name. And in this world people are like obsessed with this world because it's not just an escape from their world, but they can play for years and years and collect stuff. And when you die, yep. you lose everything. Your coins come out of you. Yeah, the intro is just great. I think that first 10 minutes. Yeah, it, it just explains it all through really well, doesn't it? Yeah. And it shows as well because it goes down, jumping down from his from his little caravan or whatever it is on top of another caravan on top of another caravan and he jumps down through and you can sort of see in people's windows can't you there's the woman in there at the and they're all sexy there. dancing and then there's the next guy doing his um playing tennis i think or something like that isn't it and yeah they're and all the, in the there. oasis is just an endless world of ev- of endless possibilities yeah isn't it? and it's which is a bit like everything Ralph you can think breaks the internet it is a bit like wreck it ralph yeah one thing i did discover was that in the book when he gets into the car, which is the Back to the Future car, isn't it? Is it the DeLorean? DeLorean? Yeah. It it had Ghostbusters number plate Ecto One or something, and the Ghostbusters symbol on the side of the car, and it doesn't in the film. So presumably they didn't get the rights to Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I kept thinking you don't see the Ghostbusters. You yeah. think that maybe you'd see the Stay Puff Marshmallow yeah, or in Slimer the fight or, at the end. Or, yeah, 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 definitely. You'd see. But no, you see Batman, you see the Iron Giant wasn't in the book. It was Ultraman. Um, I think it was Ultraman. Iron Giant's a great little movie in itself, but um, it's very cool the way they brought it in. I've never seen I've never seen it. Oh, it's good. It's good. Book, yeah, no, it's good. It's, yeah, it's different um, to the book, but it's good. So the creator, James Halliday, anyway, he's died and he's left a competition. He's died, did it? Inside. And whoever wins the competition, these three tasks basically owns everything and it's the most expensive property in the world isn't it yeah the oasis yeah and there's a corporation ioi headed off by ben mendelson who's uh plays sorrento 
and it, they want it basically and they're putting thousands and thousands of people into sort of preventing other people from doing it and, and that's and that's where it, it runs them. alongside Willy Wonka isn't it because it's that idea that like with Willy Wonka when he had the competition he wanted to find the pure and innocent the person that would be best suited to run his factory mm. by going through this experience and that's what yeah. Halliday's trying to do here isn't it with the keys it's like if you can find these free keys then you must be you know of the same sort of mind that Halliday was to an extent to be able to take his his creation on and make it a healthy thing fair yeah. reflection do you yeah. think I summed that up quite nicely I think, that's a, I think that's nicely done there Rob oh well thank you very much I do try sometimes I do <laughs> it's set in like a VR world as we say so I think it was only fitting that I should watch it in a VR world myself. So I actually had a 3D copy on my computer, which I transferred over to my Oculus headset. And um, I watched it via an app called Big Screen in a cinema on my own on a big screen in 3D. It's quite quite amazing. I didn't have that, but I did sellotape my iPad to my face. (laughs) And I've got to say... It was pretty blurry, my quality, uh, my my copy. I could tell you a good story about my VR experience. <laughs> Me and my mate went on VR because I meet up a friend and most nights we just play fishing and that. And one night he's like, oh, let's go in a chat room. Let's go and see what they're all like. So we went to go in, but we had to make avatars. So I chose, oh, I like that clothes, that hair, chose this avatar. Didn't realise I had a woman's body. <laughs> and we went into this chat room, but we was in a party. So we could hear each other but, and we could hear everyone else, but they couldn't hear us. And I was trying to chat to this bloke at this, this party. And he's going, get your titties out of my face, man. <laughs> like this American telling me to get this. Uh, it was weird. I was like, what? And his dad's like, yeah, you've, you've got tits, mate. You've got tits. <laughs> And he was dressed like a, a a Hebrew with his like funny hat and curls. <laughs> and um, yeah, they we got chucked out of every room we went in. And then when we learned that we couldn't do, um, no one could hear us, we learned that you had to switch to the app rather than the party that we was in. So the next time we went into a room, this chap comes over, we're like, can you hear us? And he's like, yeah, I can hear you. Say something cool. And my friend said... Hey, do what dop jam nitty gritty. You're listening to the boys from the big bad city. He said, <laughs> and the bloke goes, man, that's awesome. Fist me. <laughs> and my mate goes, I'm fisting you, mate. He's going, no, fist me, fist me. And I just, I, I just watched my mate running all around this, this room, being chased by this bloke going, fist me, man, fist me. It was a, that was my Ready Player One experience. <laughs> it wasn't quite like the uh, the Oasis. I don't. But, I don't yeah. think I want to get an, um, a headset, a VR headset. <laughs> That's brilliant. It was funny. So the the opening scene with the jump with by Van Halen. He goes down. He gets in the back of his van, doesn't he? And he demonstrates how it all works. This is how I do the bit. Yeah, and he's on the Omni board. And did you notice he gets his headset? Pad. I think it hangs it. He either hangs it or takes it off of a Commodore 64 controller. Oh, right. stick. Cool. Yeah. Do you remember the old Commodore 64? Yeah, well, I bought a Commodore 64 emulator. Oh, yes, years, like yes, a mini- did, yeah. Oh, it was, it was brilliant for a day until the fucking joystick snapped. Well, but that Not was like the old joystick. But that was Commodore no. 64. They weren't that strong. We gave them a hell of a beating and they lasted. That was a day and it was done. Yeah, I mean, most of the games were like, if you think about the like the 
summer running games, games, summer games, track things and like field. that. Yeah, track and field. Yeah, so you get Shuffling blisters your... on your hands, and yeah. uh, that was that was preempting teenage years. <laughs> <laughs> Practice this motion. You'll need this. <laughs> uh, uh, do you see his uncle? God in bless. This? Oh, it's his auntie, isn't it? He lives with. Yeah. And uh, do you know the uncle is um, Finchy out of the office, isn't it? Yes, it is. His step uncle. Yes, it is. Yeah, I didn't put that together until ju- you just said that. But of course, yeah. Yeah. Finchy, what a guy he was. So yeah. So anyway, so then he goes on into the world, doesn't he? And is it Ludus the world that he starts in? Uh, I can't remember. I think it's Ludus. That's where the race takes part. Yeah. Or where the first keys hide in. Yeah, so he's in his DeLorean. Yeah, so he jumps into his DeLorean. His mate's there, isn't he? H. H, yeah. H, who's butch, macho, and, spoiler, turns out to be a woman. A woman, yeah. Which, you know, online, you never know who you're talking to. He says that, doesn't he? Remember that. H says that to him. Yeah, remember that, kids. So, um, and the Batman bit, where he's talking about scaling Mount Everest with Batman, it just reminded me of the old Batman series where they used to do the wall, scale the walls, but it would be flat and they'd, some celebrity would open the window. And they'd come out horizontally. <laughs> yeah. We, do you know, I think <laughs> we've done that? this before on here because I'm sure we've both <laughs> We did, done yeah. That. We, we did exactly this, yeah. <laughs> do you know, we're so boring. We haven't spoken for six months and then when we do, we talk about exactly same the same things, shit. Same stuff. What's the matter yeah. with us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i can't quite remember the beginning because i watched the first 20 minutes of this film about a week ago so i just took off from where i'd left it today yeah yeah i can i can remember bits i remember the race it all it, it interests me that they do that bit where they're, they're in that huge sort of walk through lobby going to the different games and activities and opportunities you know yeah the world. yeah and like i said that weirdly that's wreck it ralph did the same thing when he breaks the yeah. internet, they have that lobby and then you walk into the games. and Yeah. yeah. And uh, th- his mate H, H is, in a, is in a game to start with, isn't he? Kicking off, kicking the hell out of everything. Yeah, is it Halo or yeah, Doom well, or something, it's something like, like that? that. It's picking up, he's picking up all sorts of different guns, which I'm sure if you're really into this stuff... You'll recognise them. Are very yeah. relevant. Yeah. Oh, it's that one. Oh, it's that one. Yeah. But to be perfectly honest, the majority <laughs> of that was well over my head yeah it's the films i recognize more than the games. yeah I think. yeah i'm less of a gaming person i did like the fact that when the he's telling the story about you know when you lose all your stuff you you die and you lose it all and then it switched to the girl she had a donkey kong poster so there's all sorts of characters in there freddy krueger's in there jason's in there at the, where all the battling going on it's just jurassic park we've got bill and ted it, it's mental isn't it there's so much to see day of the triffids beetlejuice alien superman Michael Jackson's thriller, Duran Duran. Yeah, Prince is dressed up in there as well with that. He does a few costume changes, doesn't he? Yeah. See Robocop. Yeah, there's a there's a Tears for Fears. Everybody Wants to Rule the World is playing when they're talking about Halliday. There was a poster, wasn't there, of uh, Mayor Goldie Wilson as well. Yes, yeah, from Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so um, apparently Tears for the Fears was the Tears was for the Fears. song that was featured in the 1999 TV movie Pirates of Silicon Valley. What's that? Which was which was basically about Bill Gates, Steve Jobs and Steve Watson. And then, so oh, I the, see. Uh, uh, who's the other guy? Wozniak, isn't it? Wozniak and Jobs were the two uh, Apple guys, weren't they? And and so Halliday and his mate yep. are a comparison to that, aren't they, in a sense? Yeah. And you see that when they're stood up on the stage, don't they? And he does that joke about if you reach under your chairs, you won't find anything there or something. Yeah. <laughs> 
But <laughs> oh, he did um, say that, doesn't he? Yeah. I, I really enjoy this film, and I love the premise with the the Sorrento character and all those agents. Yeah. But where he meets that sort of the gamer, Irock. Yeah, Irock. And he's just a um, bit of comedy for a villain, wasn't it? The Irock character. Yeah, a bit of light relief in but there. That Sorrento, just a real horrible character. I think he's a great villain. Mm. But when mm. you see him in the flashback, and he's like working for them, making his coffee. <laughs> Oh, I'm all like this. <laughs> just like, I don't think that's the same person. It's just a bit awful. Yeah, what, what the hell happened to him? <laughs> For him to turn yeah. the way that he did. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, what he's going on. Do oh, to him? I think we should do this and have different levels of premium level. And uh, fair enough, he's got the same ideas, but it just didn't seem like the same character. No, it was a, a little bit extreme, wasn't it? The change. Yeah. Oh, sloppy me coffee. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I did like the, the stacks where he lives and all the houses stacked up on each other, but they're all just like mobile homes on top of and, each other. And it was interesting as well, because we were watching that bit, and Noah said, uh, where's the colour gone? Yeah. Like, and I was like, what do you mean? He said, well, it's, there's no colour on the screen. And I was like, actually, you're right. I think that's probably intentional. Yeah, it fades it quite, to look It was very, bla- it was very grey, very bland. And obviously that's the absolute opposite. Of the Oasis. The the stacks was built at Leavesden Studio in the UK. Okay. A studio set. But they used for like the actual locations when they're like out in the streets and what have you. They wanted somewhere to look like a really grim, depressing future. Filmed in Birmingham. <laughs> Do you know that? It's true. <laughs> it was just, filmed on location in Birmingham. Which is where they just done the uh, Commonwealth Games. <laughs> for that exact same reason. They did. They did. <laughs> so I think I don't think we can go past the, the race scene because I think that's probably the coolest scene for me in the whole film. Yeah, it's great. And when he cracks it, when he cracks it, yeah, it gives me goosebumps when he gets to the end. Yeah. And he gets all the horns go off and it sounds like John Williams score at that point, yeah. but it's not John Williams. It's Alan Silvestri who'd done the Back to the Future score. Ah. Who'd done this, but it was supposed to be John Williams. But because Spielberg started making The Post, he got John Williams to do the soundtrack for that. And then Williams didn't have time. Sorry, am I boring you? Yeah, you are. (laughs) Williams didn't didn't have time to do both. So so Alan Silvestri got it. But there's some great, I love Alan Silvestri's soundtrack for Back to the Future. And this is very similar. Mm. Um, There's a few scenes like when he meets Olivia for the first time, and then the, the IOI guys like ambushed that where they're hiding yeah and he hide he goes into the alley doesn't he, he goes through yep. the crawling space it sounds just like the scene in back to the future like the the building up scene when they're trying to get ready to go back yeah again at the end it's like just great great soundtrack really enjoyed the score in this yeah and and there's a number of things across uh, along the way i think where he's, he's definitely tips his hat to back to the future way more. yeah there's a mecca's cube there's a mecca's cube isn't it yeah exactly the rubik's <laughs> cube and that so yeah that a lot of respect for a lot of films he didn't blow he didn't blow his own trumpet too much did he no well that was the thing ernst klein wrote the screenplay and he had loads of spielberg references in there yeah and when spielberg come on board he's like nah take I'm about take these out yeah I'm going I mean, to look like a right bellend. Yeah, it's all about me. No, I think that was exact words. That was his exact, <laughs> words. exact words, was it? I'm, I'm going to look, look like, like a right bellend. fucking bellend. <laughs> but there's even a bit of Monty Python in it there, isn't there? With the, the, uh, holy, hand the holy hand grenade and stuff. <laughs> but then is that, that sort of got 
taken on by worms as well, didn't it? Mm. Do you ever play yes, the game worms? Yes, yeah, did, yeah. That was the holy hand yeah. grenade in that. And it's just, yeah, it's just brilliant. The There's so many nods to different people. Uh, again, Star Wars-wise, I was expecting possibly more. Yeah, not a lot of Star Wars. Just the sound of the TIE Fighters was all I noticed. The, there was an RTD2 um, right at the end right. when he goes to Halliday's bedroom when he's a kid. Yeah, um, yeah. Was there something to do with the Millennium Falcon as well? At some they mention the Millennium Falcon, don't they? But uh, Sorrento offers him and the Millennium Falcon. He says, if you come with me, you can have the Millennium Falcon. I'll yeah. get you the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And obviously they didn't have a lot of Marvel, but they did have a lot of DC characters. Right, Warner Brothers. Floated through. Who yeah. produced this own DC. DC, didn't they? they? So yeah, of course I they don't do, think yeah. they wanted any Marvel. No. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I do like... The character um, Olivia Cook plays Samantha, but when she's Artemis in there, I think she's a good sort of female leading role. Not, I suppose she is supporting role, really, but she's a lot more headstrong than Wade. He's a lot. He thinks he's cool when he's in there, but he's he loses it really quick, doesn't he? And he wants to tell her yeah. everything, and yeah, she's definitely. just switched he's, on, isn't she? She's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, you know, he's he's definitely a bit she, wetter around the ears, isn't he? And she calls him out several times. Um, but the bit where they all meet up in, for the first time in the truck, and it, this is what Spielberg does sentiment. It just, oh, it's too, too mushy, you know? And yeah. they're all like, oh, it's you. Oh, you're only 11. Oh, oh give me a hug. Oh. It's like, <laughs> oh, just end this scene now before I start throwing up into, <laughs> yeah. into my own lap. I, I, I guess he just had to go that way, didn't he, with it? It was, it, you know... It is, it is quite a nicey, nicey film in, in the grand scheme of things. But lucky as well that the High Five it, all lived so close together that they could all get well, together. Well, that was convenient, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're my neighbour. You could be oh. anywhere in the world. In the world, and yeah. Also, I don't understand why everyone's out with their VR headsets in the streets. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't seem safe next to main roads to be playing VR. I love the one where they do the bit at the start and he's talking about, you know, if you lose everything, again, go back to that bit and he, there's a guy in the office working, yeah. but he's got a VR headset on that he loses and he goes to jump out of a window <laughs> and they're like, no, don't do it. I don't let him go. Does someone jump out and stop him going out, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they, the they block him across. <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs> yeah, so again, you know, why would you why would you have your VR headset at work like that? You wouldn't, would you? I don't know. Yeah, but I don't did. know. I think that's what the thing is, is it is the main thing, isn't it? So yeah, everyone's main the... currency and everything is all tied up in that. So, so I suppose it's like your your bitcoins and things like that, but it's all the money in there. That's it is the main currency in that time of the world, isn't it? Yeah. You know, that, it is. And you were saying about the Iron Giant, you don't show the Iron Giant in Act One. If you're not going to use the Iron Giant in Act Three, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And didn't they use it? Oh, I do love it. I mean, it, even as a bridge in the yeah. end, even as a bridge. Uh, I suppose we've let's beautifully done. The second task is all about the love story between Halliday was in love with that girl, and then she ends up marrying. Yep, absolutely. Simon Pegg's character, and then it leads into The Shining. Was well, the only date he took her on was to go and see The Shining. That's but it. When they're going, oh, what films were playing at the cinema in 2027? Why are they all old films? Well, <laughs> there's a few bits like that because he mentions when he's talking about the girl in the first place and he starts, he's going, I've seen all her Twitch streams and I'm thinking, Twitch? 
in 2045 are we still on that you know it's like <laughs> wouldn't we have moved on a tad from yeah, it could have Twitch. been worse you could say i i follow her on myspace <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we write letters to each other using the british postal service <laughs> i do love uh, how when they uh parcival talks to everyone online he says i am parcival first of first of the key one of the high five <laughs> you know it's sort of like <laughs> it is a great it is because you're watching it and it, you really enjoy the being in the computer it's not like tron where it's like there's something dull and missing with tron isn't there you know yeah this is much much pacier than tron legacy tron legacy was very sparse wasn't it it's a cool concept but it's like slow and there's like it seems empty, but this is just so lively and vibrant. I just love it. And I just yeah. think it is, you could carry this series off and have all these like different adventures in this computer world. It is like a fantasy film, like your Lord of the Rings or whatever, but in a computer setting. It, was, there just, was there just one book? Was it just one He's, book? He has since, when he was, when they were writing the screenplay and that for this, and then the film went into production, he wrote a sequel. But yeah. it hasn't gone down very well. But I think there are talks of it coming out as a film. But I don't think the book went down very well at all. But what's the sequel to this film that suddenly, you know, how does that, how would that work? The book is called Ready Player Two. Well, obviously. Um, but I did listen to another book by him, similar thing. And I can't really remember the story, but it's based on the old game called Armada. Right. And the book was called Armada. And I listened to an audio book of it once when I was, I had to travel up country for something. And I listened to the whole book up there and back and it was all right, but I, it's not very memorable. I can't really remember a thing about it, if I'm honest. Okay. But Ready Player I, One was a lot more, it, you know, it won loads of prizes, Ready Player One, the book. It done really well. Did it? And I, it is a good book. It's worth having a look at. Yeah, I like so, it. So, so do you think it's so? Do you think this film is a better film than Pixels? <laughs> I haven't watched Pixels. Uh, so. There was another one as well, wasn't there? Recently, uh, I think it was Netflix one or Prime. Um, uh, Free Guy. Have you seen Free Guy? Oh yes, yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, yeah similar again. Similar yeah. sort of vein, perhaps a little bit funnier. Meant to be a little bit more of a comedy job to it. Yeah, um, but again. That this sort of yeah, Pixels was another one that kind of tried that. But the only bit I remember about Pixels was the inventor of uh, the Pac-Man getting eaten by Pac-Man. Yeah, that's all I remember about it. But um, I remember when we used to be back in our raving days, and we used to go out like different raves. There was a saying that went around, used to be like, "Oh, people say that computer games are really influential." Mm. But if we was influenced by computer games, we'd all be running around darkened room munching pills to repetitive music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That's very good. Uh, uh, anyway, so first key, first key is the race. Second key is the the shining. In the shining, it's actually a, a good sort of reinvention of the shining isn't it it's, it's very well done yes yeah, a very good but very good lacking jack nicholson they used the zombie woman yeah in the maze yeah i think they did ask jack nicholson to be in it and he was he'd retired from acting at this point so hence the old lady good hence the zombie yeah. lady and it was it, it was well done i mean the shining is it's slick you know the carpet yeah. everything about the building the the elevators that you know the whole thing is is so such a creepy thing hmm I do like The Shining. I I still haven't seen the the next film though with um 
Obi-Wan. Yeah, well, I want to watch it again. I did watch it and I did mm. actually quite enjoy it. Um, mm. And the trailer keeps playing at the moment on something we watch. And then it, I think it's when we're watching the Lord of the Rings okay. series. Yep. I think the trailer for that keeps coming up. And I keep saying, I'd like to watch it again, I think. It isn't a bad sequel, you know, a bad revisit. But again, like we said... And I think it, yeah. it lends from the film, because they say in this, don't they, in Ready Player One, that it's the film that the creator hated. Mm. Stephen King hated Kubrick's The Shining. Um, There was some deal that Kubrick made with King. I can't remember how it went, but he had to basically stop slagging Stanley Kubrick's film off. Because it got that bad. <laughs> I think it was when he got the rights to make his own. And I think Kubrick, because he owned the rights or something, and to sell them back, yeah. he's like, I'll only sell them back if you stop slating my off. film. Yeah, love it. And then Stephen King made his own version. It was awful. So, <laughs> What was that then? It was what? like a TV drama. Oh, why would you do that? Well, they, that's dramas. all they, Steve, there's hundreds of Stephen King TV series out there that are absolutely shit. Well, I can't, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know about Stephen King. Els is a big Stephen King fan, my son of, and he's got stacks and stacks of Stephen King books. And when you look at how many books he's produced, are they, can they really all be that good? I mean, you know, you there's know. only some that I really find good. Some of them I've started reading and I haven't got to the end. Mm. There's some really great ones like this, It. Yeah. You know, The Shining, The Stand, it's really yeah. good. But most of them, they start off really good. They just go ridiculous at the end. Stephen King doesn't always know how to end a book. Right, okay, all right. <laughs> Which is, you know... Shit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but I'd like to watch The Shining again. And I think it's more reflective of Kubrick. It's almost a biography for how Kubrick operates, isn't it, The Shining? That's what he took from it. When he read the book, he's like, oh, I could turn... It's, it's his story. He's turned it into his own thing. Yeah. But then, yeah, then it's the arcade game as the final yeah. uh, challenge. And they're all trying to complete it. But that battle, once the battle kicks off... You know, I have said time and time again, I hate that in films. Yeah. The build-up to that big final battle, and then the final battle, I lose interest. But with this one, I never do. I'm always... I enjoy it every time I watch it. It's just great. And I think it's because it's not just flitting between each different character, mm. especially Artemis and Parsifal. Yeah. And like you've got your Ben Mendelssohn and his that woman he's got looking for them as well yeah plus they're in the van it's just because it flicks from the real world to the pretend world it's just you can't not stay interested you know there's so much going on but it's well melded isn't well, Sp it? spielberg's got that capacity isn't it in a film to keep you keep you kind of engaged in in those sorts of sequences yeah I, I know what you mean about those big battles normally yeah they are pretty pretty dull aren't they and i think part of it is because there's so much going on there's so much to look at different things different characters popping up oh look at you know look what the iron giant's up to now and that sort of thing you know yeah i think that definitely keeps you kind of tied into it a little bit more doesn't it yeah and they do and they do flick across to and fro quite well i, I guess i found the end a little bit cheesy and out walks um Simon yeah Pegg when and they keep all opening the van doors <laughs> The diff yeah. yeah it is all a bit cheesy um but you know and they wrap it up don't they in a, in a nice bow and they also say oh but we're giving people off tuesdays and thursdays off the oasis we shut it down so people go out in the real real world, world. yeah there's the message and that's the true message yeah. isn't it exactly um 
There's, did you think as well, like, when Wade starts doing kung fu against, um, <laughs> all I could think of was, I want to see you in the van, because you was hanging on a load of cables. <laughs> you must be tangled up the fuck now. you get all hanging. tangled up, wouldn't you? Yeah. And nobody's internet ever drops off. They haven't got BT, have they? <laughs> and Artemis, when she's in, I love the, the fact that she's inside. She's a prisoner, and then she escapes, and then she's like working in the army room like and i just think that's great but when she leaves and she's walking down the street down birmingham high street down birmingham down yeah. there by the ball but thing. it it shows her walking and it, she just steps out in front of the camera and the, the uniform makes her look like she's got a pooey bum i don't know if you know oh, i hadn't noticed that but that's one like, to go back and have a look she's at she's got a pooey bum maybe There's she an had I mean, for you have a look <laughs> Artemis has a pooey bum. <laughs> so the, I guess the big question at the end of all of this, though, once they get the keys and they, they, they he becomes the, you know, they take over and they get the rights to everything. Um, is it better than Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Well, I couldn't watch Willy Wonka when I was little, so I had oh. a, had a, a fear of the little people. <laughs> <laughs> True story, true story, yeah. Uh, and that was from when I watched The Making of Return of the Jedi. I've discussed this in the very first episode of this podcast, actually, with Nath. Yeah, okay, um, sounds good. I watched The Making of Return of the Jedi, and I was like, oh, cooing over the Ewoks, and then they take their masks off, and uh, they're little squashed <laughs> little men. What, what did you What did and, you think they were? I don't know. Children, so perhaps? Children. I don't know. But and that's all right. It haunted it? me. <laughs> For many years, and I couldn't watch Willow. I couldn't watch <laughs> Willy Wonka. So, oh, so you, so you didn't like? Oh God, what's that really cool? Time Bandits. Time Bandits. Uh, Could you not watch Time Bandits? I haven't Bandits? watched it. It's actually one of the films I own that I haven't watched yet. It's in my pot to watch. Oh, let's watch that one. I love Time Bandits. Yeah. All right. Well, should, oh, it's a, it's a. Yeah, have you got Time got, Bandits? It's got like Sean Connery in it and all sorts De Niro. of weird shit. Yeah, it's a crazy film. Have you got Time Bandits? I think I've got a copy of it, yeah. If you have, definitely should find we do one. Time Bandits next week? Yeah, let's do Time Bandits. I'd like to watch that. Yeah, so Time Bandits it is now. Let's see what we end up with. Yeah, yeah. I found this one, and again, as talking in terms of a podcast, I actually found this one quite hard to talk about in a this way. This is what I think. Because there's either lots and lots of Easter eggs to talk about and just too many, or and, and actually the, the film itself, story-wise, you summed it up perfectly when you said it basically Willy Wonka anyway. <laughs> Crosses with Tron. And I, I thought this film was okay. And I, I don't mind watching it at all. But it isn't one that I would have said was amazing. No, it's, in not, my book. it's not amazing, it's not but it's something, I... it's rewatchable. Yeah. And it is a film that I can rewatch. And yes, it's cheesy in places and it's corny. But there's something about it that I just, I, lo- I love. And like I say, if the kids say, should we watch Ready Player One? I never go, ugh. Yeah, no. No, it's something else. Whereas there's hundreds of films that they suggest that I'm like, no. Whereas Ready Player One, I'm always like, yeah, go on. I've got that at the moment. Noah keeps asking to watch Spider-Man movies. <laughs> I'm like... <sighs> well, I had this Cohen wanted me to watch episode, like Star Wars, episode one. He mm. wants me to watch all the original trilogies. And one day I was like, go on and we watch episode one. I was 20 minutes into it before I'm like, I got to sort out all my DVDs. And... <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. We just moved off. house, so all my DVDs weren't in alphabetical order anymore. At about half past three in the afternoon, I started alphabeticalizing all these DVDs. 
Didn't finish till 11 o'clock at night. At one point, I had DVDs over every room in the house. Elise was alphabeticalizing all my war films in the hallway. Donna was doing all the comedies in the bedrooms. And we was all working at it, try, trying to tidy the house up. Once you get them off a the shelf, they take up a lot of room around the house. Yeah, I've got, I've got mine all in, in the cupboard. And they're, they're already two layers deep. So if I go looking, I start pulling them out. They're everywhere. <laughs> I haven't got, I won't have half as many as you, but even that takes up a hell of a lot. But what I liked about this as well, the guy, uh, the main guy who plays uh, Artemis, Ty mm. Sheridan, I don't know him from anything else. That's what I like because he's, you can sort of believe the character. Yeah, it was an unusual sort of cast. But he seems like a young Spielberg. Watching this, I, he always reminds me of when you see Spielberg as a youngster. Okay. And I think that's what I used to love about Spielberg films. He'd always have someone who would sort of represent him in a sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As an everyman. Yeah. Until he started working with Tom Cruise all the fucking time. Yeah. Tom Cruise only represents himself, really. Yeah, interestingly enough, I just looked him up, yeah, on IMDb. He's known for Ready Player One, Mud, X-Men Apocalypse, and Joe. Oh, he's in X-Men Apocalypse. Ah. What's he been in recently? Not a lot. Black flies. Oh, the card counter. He's in that. I want to watch that. That's um the card counter. Yeah, it's Paul Schrader film. Deadpool two. He's Cyclops in that. Apparently. Oh, is he? So he does stuff. But yeah, I really enjoyed him in this. I, I just liked. I like it when it's someone in the lead who's not a main star. And I think that's what's yeah. gone wrong with Hollywood now is that there's so many stars out there. That it, they take up a massive chunk of the film's budget. And once you're putting all that money into a star, you haven't got room yeah. to do anything else. There's no risk-taking involved. And, there's, and the typecast, so this, the films, you know, you, you, you kind of already know at the start of the film, oh, it's them. Mm. It's going to go like this. Yeah. You know, with so many films. Yeah. I'm just looking through. So here's a flick through of if you liked Ready Player One, you would also like. So we'll play this game, right? I'll say the film. You say agree or disagree. Okay. All right. Okay. So if you like Ready Player One, you'll also like Valerian. Not seen it. Alita. Oh, that's... Battle Angel. Yeah, that's horrendous, isn't it? I've watched... <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is really violent. We watched it with the kids and I was like, fucking hell, what are we showing them here? Yeah. Carry on. Ender's, Ender's Game. Yeah. The, Ender's Game is a weird one. I read the books. Yeah. And the first book is completely different to the other three books and nothing like Ender's Game. Oh. And I thought if the film had been a success, yeah, the sequels would have, they would have drawn in the wrong audience. Oh, really? The sequels. The audience watching Ender's Game would be like, oh, this is great. And then, oh, Ender's Game 2's coming out. And you watch it and you're like, what the fuck is that all about? It's about a monk in a little planet where pigs die and turn into trees. <laughs> that's Maybe that's why they never made Ender's Game 2. Here's one. Blade Runner 2049. No, I've not seen that yet still. Mm. I went to the cinema to see it. I was quite excited. I don't know why. I wasn't a massive fan of Blade Runner, to be fair. No, I don't like Blade I just thought Runner. this was going to be great. And I, well, I didn't find it great. See, I like the director, Denny Villeneuve. Mm. I think I like him more than I like Ridley Scott. Okay, uh, Pixels, you haven't watched them. No. Have you seen Elysium? Yes, that's a great film. Yeah, that's that was a film. that was a pretty cool film. And I think yeah. that was made by the same guy that made that. Oh, what was the other one he made? District Nine. District. No, it wasn't District Nine. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was District yeah. Nine. Yeah, it was District and Nine. And Chappie. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, great. And he was going to make an alien film, and that sounded really good, but it all fell through. Mm. Here's one I picked up uh, on DVD the other day for a pound, uh, Blu-ray, um, Ghost in the Shell. Oh, I've not seen that either. Ah, no. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, so I'll give you a couple more, a couple more then. Uh, let's go Real Steel. Have you ever seen Real Steel? Uppercut, fighting uppercut. robots. Uppercut, uppercut. Fighting robots. Yeah. Uppercut, mm. uppercut. Not seeing it, no. Uh, okay. Ah, that's all right. It's a good one for the kids. Kids will like it. Kids will like it. And finally, let's go with Minority Report. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll watch that. That's all then. right. That's Spielberg all right. Spielberg again. Yeah. yeah, that was all right. That was Spielberg, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. crikey. Based on a Philip K. Dick book. Okay. If you want, if you insist. So there you go. That was my little game now. I just invented. Yeah, I like that. We should do that <laughs> at the end of everyone. So people know if you like that film, you might like this film. Yeah, that works, doesn't it? You might like this list of films, which Trevor has seen none of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Call well, yourself only... a film critic. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I, don't know... I just like talking about films. Yeah, I don't know that we do, really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I don't think. Really, we're coming from the aesthetic, are we, of, of movies? No. But say, talking about the aesthetic, I did mention the music. I like the music, and the director was good, and there was uh, good yeah, lighting. to be fair, and you did mention, yes, the actors, and the we we did all right. That's not bad. Seeing as we haven't done it for a while, we jumped in on that one quite late. I oh, know, a bit rusty. Hope you enjoyed that, everyone. I did. I enjoyed catching up with you, bruv. Oh, I, I enjoyed that, that time, too. Isn't it? it is nice. Yeah, it is good. And I think we need to we need to crack on again now. It's getting into the winter. And oh, definitely. It, and it'd be good to come across some new films, actually. Films that we haven't, either of us have seen or something slightly out of the ordinary. Yeah, it? so I think that um, our listeners should get in touch with us mm. via the Facebook page, WN Movie Talk Podcast over podcast, at Facebook, podcast. or WNMovieTalk at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Sorry, Recommend us some films to watch. Yeah, definitely. Mm. <sighs> Should we wrap it up then? I think so. Bye! <laughs> oh, you're going to do a professional <laughs> sign-off. So, thank you everyone for listening. Please, if you are enjoying this, then please subscribe to us if you're listening to us on a podcast. Also, you can check us out on YouTube. We've got our own YouTube channel where I'm now editing these down into shorter pictorial podcasts in case you're interested. So you can see lovely images of the films while you're listening to us talk shit about films. Are we on it? Do you get, do you get any close-ups of us? No, you don't see us. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they need to see us. <laughs> but yeah, Robin, thanks ever so much for joining me. Uh, it's been a pleasure as always, Trev. It's good to catch up. And uh, yeah, we'll see you again very soon for another episode of WN Movie Talk Podcast. Chase. Cheers. Cheers.